0: Hi folks. I'm Alan Watt and tonight I'm on cutting through matrix.net as the main site .org, etc. Today it is April the 5th, 2007. To start off, I'd like to talk a little bit about the environmental crisis. This Phobia almost has been in the making for such a, an awful long time. Back in the days of Madame Blavatsky, they prattled on in her group about the need to bring a, a form of Gia type worship to manage the people because it was well understood. And it still is, of course, that in every age, religion has been the greatest tool for managing the minds of the people. They knew that for a new age, they'd have to create a new religion, which would be in keeping with the plans of this intellectual elite, who decided they had the right to plan the world the way it should be, not the way it was, but the way it should be. And they eventually got in Theosophy a charter as a Masonic institution, although it was a side order. A sort of uh, they didn't get all the secrets because they didn't believe that women should should get the secrets. In fact, they're very sexist, really. They gave side degrees because the truth of Freemasonry is that only man has spirit and is capable of receiving spirit. That's the bot. That's a big secret, you see. Women, as Albert Pike said Or or a woman or a wife Could only reflect her husband's glory Meaning she's the moon She's the earth and the moon He's the sun and the cosmos The moon reflects the light of the sun But they needed to get a, a huge population of women To back their agenda And so they reintroduced all of the old religions really which they knew by their records and archives that women tend to be drawn towards and so they brought in channeling which is nice and dramatic uh, mediums they called them back then with little messages like your uncle whose deceased has found your handkerchief is underneath the couch in the living room and very important stuff like that, you know, it's going to change your life you, You'll notice that it's always very important stuff like that And it's true enough um, A lot of women would like to go to fortune tellers And these look at crystal balls and look very mysterious And and for a, a, a little price you get a good spiel And it makes you feel better, really But but when they, when they bring it all together and create a religion to control you It's a different matter altogether and they decided in the 1800s that this intellectual elite should manage, for the guardian class that they would manage the world, because in Freemasonry they say that they've come to perfect that which was left imperfect which is basically everything but primarily man himself and this whole idea of being born free even though we're not that that went a long time ago but if you you tend to think you're born free, even though you're made to do everything from then on. Like go to school and all that kind of stuff. That uh, and then you you eventually have uh, hormonal drives, and so you you get married and uh, you have children and. And your, your spouse uh, Her genes and your genes meeting together Might just produce bad offspring That's all that genetics is all about Because uh, genetics' real purpose Is to weed out all the problem people That make a burden on society uh, Eugenics is a big part of it Always has been And still is I mean, it's, That's what genetics is all about Making a better working population To serve the elite as things as they think should be, you see. Um, We live in a a very uh, complex system of information. Complex primarily because you have a lot of people who simply don't know enough of what's happening. Some people specialize in certain areas of what's happening and they're very good. Uh, others simply don't know, they understand a little bit and they run with it not realising that better look at all of the system to get the big picture and to realise that if you take a little bit off the system and want to fix it, it cannot really be fixed without altering the rest and then you get a lot of confusion there, plus you have more left and right wings controlled by the same heads even though they seem to oppose each other they really have the same goal if you follow the thread of the logic so they give you left wing papers and right wing papers and and I guess there's all kinds of in-betweens or pretenses it doesn't matter who gives you the propaganda as long as you believe in it that's how propaganda works so here's an article here From Canada, from Tuesday, March the thirteenth, two thousand and seven. Written by Judy McLeod, Missy McLeod in Scotland, but I don't know how they pronounce it here. And it's a quite a good article. It's pretty accurate in most of it. It's to do with the the, the global warming scam. This great machine this train that's been started long ago and built up and built up and built up with all the propaganda on on animal programs and insect programs and and, and so on that we've been stuffed with our whole lives beginning really in the late 50s in fact and accelerating, especially public broadcasting people think it's all public broadcasting from ordinary people no, even those shows are all sponsored by the big wildlife funds like the World Wildlife Fund and Prince Philip's the, the head boy there supposedly and now we're in the middle of the crisis where we're, we're going to be told as he as use science and they are using science and the spraying in the skies uh, and causing the storms, And using the harp technology alongside of it. They can—it's it, micromanaged now. It's quite simple stuff. But we've got to be convinced to give up all our way of living and picking our mates and all that kind of stuff. And they've got to bring up a generation who will willingly be sterilised to save Mother Earth, and they'll probably get a little medal or a little gold star on their their, their leaving school certificate or something like that and you'll see little robots you know prattling off these slogans to you and calling you a thought criminal if you contradict them so this article is from as I say a Canadian paper it's called the Canadian Free Press Tuesday, March the thirteenth, two thousand and seven. Written by Judy McLeod. At the top it says: "Maurice Strong, Al Gore. Creators of carbon credit scheme cashing in on it." There's an elephant in global warming's living room that few in the mainstream media want to talk about. The creators of the carbon credit scheme are the ones cashing in on it. Two cherub-like choir boys singing loudest in the holier than now global warming cathedral are Maurice Strong and Al Gore. This duo has done more than any- anyone else to advance the alarmism of man-made global warming. <coughs> it's not really true, you see, Maurice Strong is funded He was picked by the Rockefeller family when he was young groomed for his position and heavily financed and backed because the big corporations are running the world already there are no really individual corporations in this club they're all one already Uh, like Pike and others said they would become masters over the masters of the world through the accumulation of fantastic wealth well that's been done with little media monitoring, both Strong and Gore are cashing in on the lucrative cottage industry known as man-made global warming. Strong is on the board of directors of Chicago Climate Change, Wikipedia described as the world's first and North America's only legally binding greenhouse gas emission registry. Reduction system for emission sources and offset projects in North America and Brazil Gore buys his carbon offsets from himself you see this offset thing is a tax really the big companies have to pay a pollution tax and every country is going to pay really the UN and the UN dish dishes it back to certain groups like Gore's it's a sort of roundabout scheme where the big boys get big money the government pays uh, a tax for it too. meaning we do we all as individuals pay many taxes for pollution and it's supposed to help it's amazing how money is going to stop it eh? money, just like teaching you, you turn out children that can't write uh, and it's been getting like that for 30 years and so their answer is what we need is more money and, and here we are with you know, our little children and they want more money well it's the same with this con game Gore buys his carbon offsets from himself the Generation Investment Management, LLP an independent, private, owner-managed partnership established in 2004 with offices in London and Washington, D.C. of which he, Gore, is both chairman and founding partner To hear the Saving the Earth sing-song of this dynamic duo Even the feather-like petals of cherry blossoms in Washington leave a bigger carbon footprint. It's a strange global warming partnership that Strong and Gore have, but it's one that's working. Strong is a silent partner, a man whose name often draws a blank in the Washington cocktail circuit. Even though a former Secretary General of the 1992 United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, the much-hyped Rio Earth Summit, which was written by Rockefeller, actually, uh, and, and um, Strong just read it out. He's a little nasty character. And he was also under Secretary General of the United Nations In the days of a beleaguered Kofi Annan The Canadian born Strong is little known in the United States That's because he spends most of his time in China Where he works to make the communist country The world's next superpower Maurice Strong It's interesting Even the little place he was born in Has uh, for its town emblem Has a bull one of the Masonic symbols for generation The power of the bull And he sure, ha- he sure spouts a lot of it uh, Strong also started up the New Age settlement In the Bacca Grande area in the US And he has all these gurus and, and different kinds And Buddhists and, and even Catholic um, nuns there especially I think are Carmelite nuns Who do all the New Age stuff And different ones all all living there And Hannah Strong, his wife uh, Does a lot of the associations with them And he's got his own little tower Where you walk in the spiral Because spiralling is a very big part of Freemasonry As you climb the spiral of your lives And all that, you see And you become a god eventually And underneath that Back at Grande Ranch They have the world's, or the US's largest underwater aquifer um, a, a natural, massive natural storage tank for fresh water uh, another resource, you see things which will be important in the future he has a lot of luck, this guy little Maurice and Maurice also has been up there with the World Bank, you know the bankers he was also in charge of part of that for a while he's also, they also brought him back under Bob Ray's government for Canada to take over Ontario Hydro the electrical power for for Ontario which the taxpayers had funded and built up and his job when he came in was to privatise it and sell it off that's the usual con the big boys do they make you think uh, it's going to be yours and how wonderful it will be in the early days of Ontario Hydro. Even Pierre Trudeau, the Prime Minister, was in ads from television telling you, keep all your lights on, it was going to be cheap, cheap, cheap. But old Trudeau was no fool, you know. He died and had a little red rose put on his coffin, just like François Mitterrand. And they put out a, a, they put out in front of the Parliament building um, an eternal flame that burns over some water, flame over the water. that's another way of doing the same symbol as Washington's monument with the rectangular pool below the male and the female all symbolic and it's all it goes over the heads of the people however Maurice Strong um, is a very important character he's all over the place he's well in his 70s he might even be 80 now he puts in a full day's work flies all over the planet And yes, in China, working for the United Nations and the was supplied by the United Nations uh, to further integrate the system with China, uh, who is supposedly the the model state for the world to copy. That's what it's all about. And it was interesting on a, a CBC... No, it wasn't CBC. It was a public broadcasting documentary. One rainy Sunday afternoon... And I pick up my three channels on the rabbit ears on top of the television And my goodness, here's Mr. Maurice Strong There's a little PR blurb about him and how wonderful he is And they talked to his family members and his grandchildren they all think he's just so sweet And it showed you the building in China where he, where he works And when they were talking to him They also followed him to a graveyard where he put flowers on a grave next to Matsy Tung And it was for his aunt who was an advisor to Matsy Tung These characters are intergenerational They're into every revolution Big money behind them And they're all high Freemasons I mean high Freemasons Not the little fringe guys at the bottom That slap each other on the back and drink the beer And go hunting and stuff But way up there with the guys in the real know. They might call it the Politburo of Freemasonry so to continue The nondescript strong nonetheless is big cheese In the world of climate change Is one of the main architects of the coming year Way soon Kyoto Protocol And that's true We're going to hear as this year goes on uh, And they keep getting us more storms And, and you watch the planes above you Making the storms And we'll all be coughing and coughing With the stuff that comes down And then they'll tell us we're causing the global warming And how we're going to change our complete way of living and these big characters that also work for the big corporations and foundations Because all one now, as Carl Quigley said The new feudal system is to be based on a, uh, a, a corporate government structure Which you used to call fascism But they'll be the new knights, the captains of industry Will also be your intellectual bosses that will tell you, if you can read it all and what you're going to do for the rest of your life and what little habitat area you'll be stuck in making beads which you'll sell to maybe Chinese tourists or something This is the reality of what we're talking about This is all planned and people should look at the habitat uh, um, strategies in the United Nations They have their own websites and Agenda 21 It will explain why your gasoline is going through the roof because eventually you're not supposed to drive and that will further be enhanced by the ID card um, which I'll have to show to you even buy gasoline or petrol as they call it over in Britain gasoline is getting very expensive here in Canada it's $1.09 per litre at the moment that would be four twenty a gallon US that's because we're more democratic than the US Though we pay so much more But it's coming your way soon Because the same characters in char- are in charge of the world They are networking through thousands of organisations and NGOs Non-governmental organisations All pushing for this new world society Thinking it's for the good of Mother Earth Now on to Gore now Gore was trained by Armand Hammer Armand Hammer was so big up in the communist system that Lenin gave him an apartment in the Kremlin That's no, no joking And um, the Gore family were trained and especially Al Gore by these characters and given the stamp of approval as having the real, the right, deviant genes He'll gore us all in the end, I'm sure Anyway, back to what it says here Gore is a glitzy, media-approved frontman in the partnership the flashing neon lights on the global stage warning the masses of the earth or the end of the earth as we know it and Hollywood's poster boy for greening the silver screen The sceptics of man-made global warming believe that Gore and Strong have made climate change the new religion Climate change is not the first religion both parties have tried to make stick along with former Soviet Union leader Mikhail Gorbachev another Gore, you see strong, currently president of the Earth Council, the Earth Council was discussed at a NASA meeting back in the 1960s late 60s and Gene Roddenberry was there they said they create an Earth Army meaning all the dumb fools who believe in it the NGO followers who then push for all the changes which they wanted to hear the suggestions of the Earth Council has been boasting of replacing the Ten Commandments This is, uh, this is uh, Gorbachev Replacing the Ten Commandments with the Earth Charter A golden rule guide for how the masses should treat the environment Gore, who has given sermons at the United Nations-sponsored Cathedral of St. John the Divine You see, the Masons have a big thing about John the Divine it's, uh, I'll explain it maybe one day Church in New York City, and he's a promoter of the religion known as Gia. Gia, you know, the old earth mother, under many names. The one where they sacrificed their firstborn to the mountains and all that, the top of the mountains, because it was the right thing to do in those days, according, according to the priests of that time. The two environmental gurus also share a belief in radical Malthusian population reduction They do, they do, they do We just breed too much We breed too much These silly masses um, just can't handle the hormones Like the elite do uh, I've, This has been going on for 150 years or more Actually more, I mean Malthus was out in the 1700s And he even... You'll find that the founding fathers of the U.S. uh, bought his 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 books on population. They were all kind of supporters of it. And um, you've been doing this drumbeat forever: how to manage the masses because they're just too stupid and ignorant to manage themselves. If you left them to themselves, they'd probably party and dance and, and and do naughty things with the you know between each other and produce children. And even into the 1900s, there were so many battles between, Because there was more facts out in those the early 1900s People had more ammunition to throw back at these population control characters um, where, they, where, they, where they had lists of all the elites' families And how many offspring they were having They were having bigger families than the poor were having But they keep drumming this drum and giving the same beat Forcing more and more folk into cities through extravagant taxations Taking unemployment out of the countries and so they move to cities And so it gives you the appearance that the world is crowded This is all how it's done and, and this was discussed at big high level meetings How to create the perception of overpopulation So getting back to this According to them, too many people, particularly in the US, are polluting the planet Emitting excessive Freon through the refrigerators And jacking up the air conditioning I think they did away with Freon Because uh, the big company DuPont also makes a lot of uh, uh, powder for ammunition For the military it Managed to push through bills to ban the Freon And to put in this new stuff that his company just happened to have the patent on And the old boys club works very well For them and Freon, by the way, they kept hyping and hyping Oh, Freon will destroy the ozone Freon is heavier than air It stays towards the ground yeah. uh, What a con game This is children's stuff They used to give this. They used to teach children this before they were 8 years old This kind of stuff C- Including the environmental changes How we have many ice ages and many warming periods Up and down, up and down, all down through history They took all those books away So it's easy now to brainwash the children But the conduct of Al Gore and Maurice Strong In the catalyst world Is one for the books It's a sight of them that may have remained unknown Had it not been for the investigative talents Of the Executive Intelligence Review EIR And I think EIR Is run by Lyndon LaRouche, Who Personally uh, um, After looking at his agenda Is simply going the same road in a different direction It ends up the same place that's meant to lead a lot of the left-wingers Especially those uh, college graduates And universities graduates Along The uh, He's all for globalism too and, and you see globalism would develop naturally If it wasn't for the guys That set up borders A long time ago And who set them up Well you'll find it was the ancestors of the same families that are now taking away the borders they needed enemies to tax the people and get them to work, and keep them afraid so they created borders and sure enough, over a long period of time if they'd left it alone and hormones being what they are people would have been breeding outside into other tribes and families and peoples and but that's not uh, profitable from an economic standard according to big boys so it served its purpose for long enough And they had all their wars Which were just empire building And demolition jobs as a rebuild With their corporations in Halliburton And they had to create a global society And then take the borders down now And then find terrorism within Because you always got to have an enemy And so there could be terrorism within Just as Stalin knew Everyone's a thought criminal So you've got to be careful of even what appears to be exposés or what's behind it. I can remember when Lyndon LaRouche was running for some office or or political party or whatever, and a little speech, a part of his speech was flashed over the radio, and he said in it himself uh, he wanted to, to ban every single internal combustion engine on the planet well the same thing is to be done you see with the boys who are presently controlling it Uh, they want to ban all vehicles it's in the UN again that the Habitat in the 21 uh, charter uh, that they want people living in Habitat areas there will be no private transportation your work will be assigned to you in that Habitat town or city or whatever it is To get back to this talk on uh, Al Gore and Maurice Strong The tawdry tale of the top two global warming gurus in the business world goes all the way back to Earth Day, April 17, 1995 when the future author of An Inconvenient Truth travelled to Fall River, Massachusetts to deliver a green sermon at the headquarters of Molten Metal Technology Incorporated MMTI MMTI was a firm that proclaimed to have invented a process for recycling metals from waste. Gore praised the molten metal firm as a pioneer in the kind of innovative technology that can save the environment and make money for investors at the same time Gore left out a few facts out of his speech that day First the firm was run by Strong <laughs> and a group of Gore intimates including Peter Knight, the firm's registered lobbyist and Gore's former top Senate aide wrote EIR So they're giving speeches to themselves but the public don't know that and all the followers of the Green Movement, the Earth Army as it's called just cheer when their leaders say cheer Second, the company had received more than $25 in U.S. Department of Energy research and development grants But had failed to prove that the technology worked on a commercial scale That doesn't matter, not in government and stuff The company would go on to receive another $8 million in federal taxpayers' cash At that point, its only source of revenue Not bad work if you can get it, eh? With Al Gore's Earth Day as a Wall Street calling card, molten metal stock value soared to $35 a share, a range it maintained through October 1996. Not bad. They'd given a speech about this wonderful company and what it's doing to save the environment, and it's his own company. But along the way, DOE scientists had balked at further funding, when in March 1996, corporate officers concluded that the federal cash cow was about to run dry, they took action. Between that date and October 1996, seven corporate officers, including Maurice Strong, sold off $15.3 million in personal shares in the company at top market value. On October 20, 1996, a Sunday, mm-hmm, the company issued a press release announcing for the first time that DOE funding would be vastly scaled back And reported the bad news at a conference call With stockbrokers You should say with, with the, lowest, the sheep stockbrokers That's what they call them in the business The ones who follow the newspapers Not the guys in the know The guys in the know always sell off Once they stop getting government funding On Monday the stock plunged by 49% Soon landing at $5 a share By early 1997, furious stockholders had filed a class-action suit against the company and its directors Ironically, one of the class-action lawyers had tangled with Maurice Strong In another insider trading case involving a Swiss company called AZL Resources Chaired by Strong, who was also a lead shareholder It's shades of Rothschild over and over, isn't it? Same old scams The AZL case closely mirrored molten metal And in the end, Strong and the other AZL partners Agreed to pay $5 million to dodge a jury verdict When eyewitness evidence surfaced of Strong's role In scamming the value of the company stock up into the stratosphere Before selling it off Maybe that's why the ozone layer is thinning That's all that shredded paper being burned from these companies in 1997, Strong went on to accept from Tongsun Park the Korean man found guilty of illegally acting as an Iraqi agent Illegally acting as an Iraqi agent? How could you? Oh well, I guess he wasn't a spy $1 million from Saddam Hussein, which was invested in Cordex Petroleum Incorporated, a company he owned with his son Fred so there you are, there's another little scam Mr. Strong was involved But he's got big help, big backing, you can't touch him because the Rockefeller Foundation backs him In that year, Gore, still US Vice President, remember <laughs> Was making news for taking the initiative and in creating the internet While well, he was told to do that, he had nothing to do with it If you listen to his old speeches when he was even running He, he's, he, he couldn't put a sentence together without you howling with laughter that's a fact. That is told what to do, and they do what they're told. And if they can stick to their script and read it properly, and put their contact lenses in, then they don't fumble so much. So there's a US vice president pushing all these things forward, you see, with his personal interests and that of his big club, the High High Masonic Club of corporate bosses as Pike advised they would become the masters over the masters of the world by all means possible including the stock market said Pike Hmm. the leaders of the man-made global warming movement you might say get around meanwhile Jumbo's still in global warming's living room but the duo with the tiniest carbon footprints on earth continue to just tiptoe past him so that's apart from my own sagacity here uh, and a lot of comments that's from the Canada Free Press and written by Judy McLeod an award winning journalist with 30 years experience and so on Canada Free Press you can look that up yourself and that's where you find when you go into all of these big characters at the top I have some inside tapes from the Rockefeller Foundation and some little speeches given by Rockefeller to his buddies who are all very famous people and they they don't talk about democracy, no they talk about the plan and their windows of opportunity and they also talk about the cannon fodder of the present generation that just it's unfortunate they, they have to go through it but that's what must happen to bring all this about that's their plan you see we're just living an agenda that's the reality of it to continue in this vein of environment, conservation and all of that stuff here's an article from 2006 March 24 from the post-standard Syracuse that's at syracuse.com to do with The taxation of trees Now this is happening really across The western world Because all uh, Councils, local councils And state councils And so on uh, Get all their info from the United Nations And they see what the other ones are doing too To raise more taxes And penalise people And people who want to get up the ladder on the board these, These climbers These social climbers sniff because a good psychopaths sniff the wind to see which way it's going and they jump on these things they can get on board they love the term on board they get on track you see with the rest hoping to get brownie points and if they get brownie points they get promoted and they might one day end up in politics this is how it works they sniff the wind and they copy it and that's why and they all belong to the same organizations which are not responsible to the people who supposedly pretend to elect them Here's the article here State tells towns trees are taxable Some towns are raising the assessments on properties filled with trees This is by Eric Chris Albany Bureau New Yorkers pay taxes on everything from cell phones, calls, to fireplace mittens What's next? trees. Actually, yes, some towns, including Cortlandville and Cortland County, have begun dramatically raising assessments on large properties for the value of their trees. Opponents call the move crazy, saying it will encourage the chopping of trees and could hurt wildlife, water supplies and soil as well as the timber, maple and recreation industries by depleting healthy forests. Some state lawmakers agree and have introduced legislation to prohibit the practice But the Pataki administration says The number and quality of a property's trees affect its market value Which forms the basis for its tax assessment what a joke See, one time they used to even come to your house and, and snoop around and say yes And they measure your rooms And, and, and take out a pencil and paper before the calculators And then he'd he'd, uh, sniff the ear again And give you an assessment On the size of your house They don't do that anymore They just look at the most expensive, largest house in an area And tax you all according to that one's assessment And it's all done from flying over your houses now too Uh, What a wonderful world Kevin King, Executive Director of the Empire State Forest Productions Or Products Association said that beside Cortland a number of towns in western and northern New York have begun taxing trees. I wonder if the the trees will pay. He said that's because the state has advised assessors that they've been undervaluing forest land. The Pataki administration disputes that. There's nothing new happening on our end nothing we haven't done for the past 40 years. (laughs) I could add something there of what they've been doing to the public for the last 40 years and longer said Geoffrey Gloak spokesman for the State Office of Real Property Services he's got an oak in his name G-L-O-A-K what a coincidence the law has required trees to be considered part of the real property of any parcel if you're an assessor it's really left to your determination he said if they request it from us we'll give them average timber values per county more towns may be making such requests because they are revaluing properties more frequently and reviewing tax laws as they do so. When the Cattaraugus County Town of Allegheny began a townwide reevaluation, re-evaluation, office sent guidelines that included values for timber. Allegheny Assessor Robin Pearl Lamphere said he's got a hyphen there. Robin Pearl Lamphere. yeah very impressive Pearl Lamphere said her no oh it's a she said her predecessor did not follow those guidelines but she is she disputed the notion that forest property owners are being paralysed by higher assessments of course she would that's her job they have not paid for their fair share oh that's your, that's your socialist global statement they have not paid their fair share she said She said that 34 owners of the 85 forest properties in her town have inquired, but they've not complained, about the higher assessments, and said she plans to send an explanatory letter out today. But some forest property owners are complaining. Cotton Hanlon, a timber management company that owns nearly 33,000 acres upstate, saw its Cortland property tax jump. By 65% last year After the town assessor hiked assessment On the 36 acre parcel Because of the value of its trees Said Bob O'Brien The company's chief forester He said the Shulier County based company asked where The cutting the trees down Would lower the assessment Yes he was told is how it works you see. Well that's crazy O'Brien said It seems completely counterproductive To having a good healthy forest out there For the future let alone the environmental and aesthetic issues On one lot it's not going to kill us But, he added, noting the property tax bill in Cortland went from $633.93 to $1,042.61 But if that were ever to happen, to, on all of our 33,000 acres A 65% increase in our tax bill would just flatten us O'Brien said property taxes which amount to nearly half a million dollars a year for his company are cotton in hand in Allen's biggest expense. Courtland assessor David Briggs could not be reached for comment Thursday It's amazing none of them can be reached for comment, eh? Because all the they all know they're crooks. They all know they're crooks, you see. And they just scurry. it's amazing if you ever have to go to see a bureaucrat about something. You go into these massive buildings they build This is me talking here, not, this, not the article And they go in these massive buildings with long corridors and doors there And, and, and you go in there looking for, for somebody or, 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 or an office or something And if there's no receptionist there, you walk in these long corridors And you'll see these creatures called bureaucrats They slink along the corridors This is, their, this is where they live This is where they live, these creatures and, and they sort of slink along the walls and if they see you coming they, they dash in a door and slam it very quickly because they're terrified of you they're very scared of the public and if you do manage to trap one between doors uh, he, he'll tell you to see the receptionist with you will know, stammer and stutter and, and turn all funny colours and, and jump in his little office so getting back to this article State Senator Catherine Young R. Olean and Assemblyman William Parment D. Jamestown have introduced legislation to prohibit assessors from slapping higher values on trees New assessments that attempt to reflect current timber values can produce a steep tax increase on these properties according to a memo supporting the bill The practical results are likely to be over-harvesting, liquidation cuttings or conversion to development. At the very least, this policy is an incentive for landowners to practice poor forest management. You want know, well the tax per tree? Yeah, of course, it'd be more. Uh, to save your skin and your home, you might just cut all the trees down. That's economics for you. You see, this wor- wonderful world of economics. Gloke said that, that if such legislation is passed, New York would be the first state he knows of to prohibit timber from being assessed as real property. He said cutting down trees wouldn't necessarily reduce a property's value So yeah, it's true enough too Even those that think they could cut the trees down and, and reduce their value I've never seen anything reduced when it comes to taxation It goes up and up and up I remember the old communist thing Two gradually increasing taxes That would put everybody under And the communism was only one wing of the same group They had the right wing, then had the left wing Going towards the same agenda If you have your property clear-cut It could be worth more because it's subdividable, he said And he said exemptions are available for managed forests To O'Brien and King Taxing trees appears to be a politically palatable way to increase budgets Well, everything is palatable to them You avoid the broad-based tax increase you get Greater revenues and some of your land owners are absentees, King said. They don't even vote locally. It's an easy thing to do. They've always got reasons for things if I'm getting money. Oh. From that, that's from a 2006 article, the Post Standard, at Syracuse.com. It's the agenda. It's the agenda. We all know it's the agenda. It marches on and we know eventually that even with the gasoline going up and up and up with a thousand reasons all the time it's to get you off the road that's why they never gave you an alternate means of transport or alternate means of powering a vehicle it was never intended when they first gave us the vehicle to allow it to go much past an industrial era they had to give it for industrial era especially in America and Canada the US and Canada because people had to travel to work sometimes fair distances in the world that's been created you won't need a vehicle in fact you won't be allowed to have one and even if you had one you couldn't afford the gasoline ultimately you're meant to get off the road in this coming beautiful new world order where you'll be happy because your life will be managed for you and they'll stick brain chips in you to give you a virtual reality, not a real one, but a virtually real, meaning almost. And uh, you'll be happy till, until they euthanize you when you can't carry things anymore and stuff like that. Where You're no longer economically viable to keep. That's the beautiful system that's coming into play. And it's being aided and abetted by greedy, greedy people all the way down the ladder to your local council. Little wannabes, you know, the the miniature psychopaths, the ones that that aren't born into the extremely wealthy families. They have some connections in the local system of masonry uh, that appoints people to different things, but they don't have big, big wealth. So they do what they're told They sniff the wind And they try to please their higher bosses And get a mention upstairs That's the real system we live in It's totally corrupt Always was corrupt And in a monetary system It can't be anything but certainly corrupt It's not a natural system It's an inhumane system That's the bottom line And we can only expect more and more Now I get lots of articles coming in I could read them forever, but why? They're already out there We know what's coming down the pike Look into the Agenda 21 Charter uh, The United Nations See what your future holds Holds for you And your children It's not hard to put it all together At all I thank the people for Writing, I get so much mail generally with questions on history etc others who are in the panic mode ask what to do and I tell them first off don't panic this has been going on for your whole life you just woke up to it now and that's why you're so scared it takes time to understand that uh, you're not the first generation that's been grow up in a matrix with a different reality than the one that exists but it's a beautiful act you're born in the middle of a stage play and you don't know what's around you with tremendously good actors at the top but then they have all the money in the world to give us their propaganda others such as Gary who wrote in today have asked if they can burn the blurbs to disc and pass them around well sure Whatever I give out free you can you can copy and pass around. That's how information travels, and hopefully someday we'll get something out of it, even if it takes some time because the time is running out. we're well into the next phase because as I say, the whole environmental movement really started in the late 1800s and then the, the the combination of a creation of a religion with new age leaning towards earth worship which is the ultimate goal all tied together with mother earth and spirits of the earth and the air and the trees and the, the animals and, and it's all very nice but it's not for, the, for a purpose to help anything except those who control the world that's the bottom line that's the bottom line uh, Gorbachev himself said in his own book Towards a New Civilization that we are creating a new religion for the world now he's in charge of the one of the biggest environmentalist associations on the planet he was given the ex United States military base down in the States as his headquarters, where he flies his green flag, the Knights of Lazarus. He was the one that was promoted by Maggie Thatcher, who got her wish of becoming—I uh, don't know if it's a dame or a countess—but she was given the equivalent to a, a lord, maybe a duchess. And given her red cape and her airman fur so that she can attend the House of Lords. She was the one who introduced Gorbachev to the world on the world stage, arm in arm. All the media joined in and suddenly forgot that he was a communist leader, the leader of the Soviet Union, head of the KGB at one time, who was now a champion of freedom for the wilderness and the Green movement the Green Party itself by the way was started up by uh, a predecessor I think of Madeleine Albright who was a, a communist leader in a Soviet country and a great friend of Stalin that's where it was first discussed mind you I'm sure it had been already approved in London a long long time ago that's the real world we live in nothing is done by itself it's all in cooperation with the higher societies that run this world with their bankers their corporations and their new feudal system where everything remember that the term feudal was not used by chance by Carol Quigley in Tragedy and Hope the, the book that he published promoting it all he thought it was wonderful that these guys who'd steered the history of the world for the last few hundred years it was time the world knew how wonderful these guys were and how they'd steered it being the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations the Royal Institute of International Affairs he was all for it he thought the public would accept it and probably was right they would probably yawn and ask what the next movie was But he said that this system they're bringing into view is a feudal type system with the corporations and the heads of the corporations being one big club, one big sort of noble order, deciding the fate of whole populations and running their lives for them. The word fee comes from few or foo which is feudal. We will pay for everything and everything and everything as long as they keep a money system going. But it is to eventually metamorphosize into a token system, which they will dispense into everyone's account once a week. You have the same amount as everyone else, at least in the lower quarters. And You can't save it up. It will be gone at midnight before it's renewed the following morning. If you are disapproved of, you're politically incorrect; you'll withhold your funding, because you're still going to pay rent and buy food and so on. So it's tokens, but a set amount. And that was put down by Lord Bertrand Russell in his book, Roads to Freedom. I love the doublespeak these psychopaths use to get everybody on board and on track behind them a lot of planning a lot of cooperation a massive networking of people who all come from the same Ivy League schools one of the main springs being Oxford the other being Cambridge they led off this whole movement and then an association of High Masonic groups which they all belong to which are all one in reality when you talk about the brotherhood of man worldwide they, the elite, know it's for themselves because we're not men we're not men and maybe one day I'll go into the decipherment of the Old Testament where it tells you that basically everyone's been conned and the people who are not men have been working fervently in good faith at the lower orders of these societies never knowing what the real agenda was but believing they did it was to bring fairness and justice to the world as they filled their pockets and got lot of scams going but I'm very 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 busy here you wouldn't believe how many calls are taken a day how many things I have to do in a day just to do this little talk here all in my Jack Todd which is my own Hamish would help with the letters but he tends to get them kind of mushy take them from his mouth so it's getting almost beyond the ability to even write back to people at times for those who help out I thank you very 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 much I know who you all are and I recognize the emails too when they come in who they're from so far you all have a good night and for Hamish and myself it's good night too and the Agoria gods go with you I'll leave you with a wee song and tribute of the allegory of Al Gore and Mr. Strong's Bull